The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. This week's episode is dedicated to reinvention. The title of this episode is The Keys to Healthy Aging, How Everyone Can Live a Long Life. This is my interview with Chris Mirabile. What is a biological age test? Have you ever had one? Simply, it involves taking a sample of your DNA, typically through a cheek swab, to identify how your body has aged on a cellular level. The result is based on both your DNA traits as well as epigenetic or lifestyle choices. Biological tests may not be the most accurate way to test for aging, but they do indicate how much damage has been done to your body's tissues as they have aged. There are a number of factors that can affect how you age. These are recognized as intrinsic factors and extrinsic factors. We've talked about them before in the Forever Fab podcast. Intrinsic factors include those that cannot be changed or modified, such as genetics, damage to your DNA, and the structure of your skin's components, collagen and elastin. Extrinsic aging, on the other hand, can be modified. These include the environment or pollution, lifestyle choices, sun exposure, smoking, nutrition, hydration, chronic stress, lack of sleep, and others. Conventional wisdom is such that in order to live a long and healthy life, all of these extrinsic factors must be addressed effectively and consistently. Chris Mirabili believes that living a long and healthy life doesn't have to be so arduous or expensive. He emerged from a serious medical diagnosis with a drive to live a long and healthy life. He shares how to reduce your biological age without intense commitment or breaking your budget. Chris is an entrepreneur, founder, longevity researcher, guest speaker, Webby Awards honoree, and a problem solver. Insider.com stated that, quote, after surviving a life-threatening seizure caused by a brain tumor at the age of 16, Chris devoted himself to healthy aging, which led him to found Novos, a longevity supplement company, end quote. Chris is actually 39 years old. That's his chronological age. But if you were to ask his age, he may actually respond and say that he has a biological age of 26. Well, how can that be? He joins me today via StreamYard on the Forever Fab podcast to discuss aging and how to beat the clock. Welcome, Chris. Congratulations on your success And thank you for becoming a member of the beautiful Forever Fab community. Welcome, Chris. Congratulations on your success. And thank you for becoming a beautiful member of the Forever Fab community. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's fabulous. I'm very excited to speak with you about all your, you know, tricks and discoveries and frankly, not tricks, all your expertise about longevity and how it is that we may live a more beautiful, fabulous and long and healthy life 
particularly with all that's going on in the world right now. My goodness. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's something I've, I've given a lot of thought about, you know, considering the, the value of human life and everything that I'm, I'm doing to try to preserve it. And then just the ironies of, of how, you know, life unfolds for, for some people. So, um, as much as we can do to try to help people live as long of a healthy life in whatever way we can do it, that's, that's, uh, what I'm in favor of. Well, well done. Let's get into the details, shall we? Sure. Let's do it. At 16, you experienced a seminal event that would change the trajectory of your life. Can you please describe what happened and how it affected you? Sure. So uh, when I was 12 years old, a few years before that, I started to get into health. I started exercising. I was reading Men's Health Magazine. I was inspired by it and eating healthy, healthy food. I, I basically... At that time, I just wanted to be attractive to the girls in elementary school, <laughs> like if I'm really honest about it. Uh, but then fast, fast forward four years, I was 16 years old, uh, in good shape and eating healthy. And so it came as that much of a surprise to me when I, I was on a school trip in New York City. I suddenly woke up with blood all over my shirt, and it oh, turned wow. out that it was caused by a brain tumor. I had had a seizure, and I severed my, my tongue. And uh, that's where the blood was coming from. And they rushed me to the emergency room where they uh, gave me a CAT scan and discovered that brain tumor. Um, and that, that event really changed my perspective on life. First of all, that, that superficial emphasis on health, I realized that there's more to health mm. than that, that health is biology and avoidance of disease and making sure that uh, everything down from the, the, the molecules and the DNA and the cells and the tissue and the organs are all working properly and uh, minimizing any any risk for disease. And uh, I also I had an appreciation for life and how delicate uh, life is. And I, I never wanted to be in the same position again where I was in a hospital bed contemplating whether I would wake up in the next morning after the surgery. So uh, that kind of planted a seed for uh, what other topics I'm sure we're going to explore uh, in this interview, but uh, planted that seed for my interest in longevity and ultimately what has amounted to me launching my company, Novos. That's fantastic. I mean, it sounds as if you were given this gift, so to speak, even though it was through trauma, for recognizing that you know, living a long and healthy life is not necessarily or only about disease mitigation, but also, if I may say, but disease prevention as well as fulfillment of purpose. So it's very interesting that the fulfillment of your purpose perhaps started at such an early age. And you talked about cells and that you were into reading, you know, magazines. You obviously also read scientific journals because wasn't there a paper in the journal, the scientific journal Cell that sparked your interest in sort of the medical aspects of living well and healthy? Yes, there was. It was it was many years later, uh, but I had been reading scientific studies prior to that. So uh, as the story unfolds, that was when I was 16 years old. Uh, I, I studied uh, in New York City at, at uh, college and uh, went into entrepreneurship uh, shortly after graduating. And I was always starting uh, companies in the technology space, but in my free time, I was focused on health. I mean, that was my personal passion, whether it be exercise or um, experimenting with different diets and supplements and so on. But I always wanted to go to the primary sources. I wanted to see what the scientists were actually finding because that's the source of truth, so to speak, rather than uh, a secondary source that's like 
um, analyzing it and putting their own biases in, in that analysis. So mm-hmm. I, I would have these questions of, you know, how can I optimize X or perform better at Y? And is this going to be good for me in the long term or bad for me in the long term? I started asking that question of if I'm achieving this short term goal, maybe that's like more muscle or better focus at work or whatever it may be. Is the method I am taking actually going to have a positive or negative or neutral impact on me 10, 20, 30 years down the road? We can talk about specific examples if you care to. But the point is that the way I was able to come to these answers was by actually looking at the scientific research. So I one day came across a paper that you mentioned, which is called The Hallmarks of Aging Mm -hmm. in a scientific journal called Cell. And this, this was a moment of epiphany for me because this is where the scientists were able to, they were looking at hundreds of other scientific studies and they were able to categorize the primary drivers of aging. These are the biological reasons we age, not the physiological lifestyle reasons like smoking or uh, laying on the couch too much. This is actually microscopic, like inside of our bodies. Why are we getting older? Certain things that some people may have heard of before, like mitochondrial health mm-hmm. and you know, mitochondria are the power plants of our cells that give us the energy to think and our heart to beat and my mouth to move right now. But uh, there's, there's others that are less well-known like loss of proteostasis and cellular senescence, which is when cells turn into a zombie-like state. There's a total of a dozen of them. And seeing this gave me the insights that I needed to then be able to look at health and my lifespan and avoidance of disease in a very different way than I had and most other people had up until that point. And it was the beginning of my journey into into longevity. But you've done more than that, actually. So in addition to reading the journals and getting to the scientific sources of how we age, you have learned a lot, right? So throughout the years, you've you learned a lot about aging, but you actually also went beyond and you used your own body as a vessel for experimentation. So when you tried different things, when you read something and applied it and you actually lived it, breathed it, ate it, tried it on yourself, what were the most valuable lessons that you learned in terms of causation? Yeah, so I, I would always track uh the impacts that these different lifestyle changes would have on me, whether it be qualitative, subjective feedback. Like for example, if I'm feeling particularly happy and energized and focused, uh, so that would be qualitative feedback or quantitative feedback, looking at things like Apple watch or aura ring, or, uh, back then years ago, like a polar heart rate strap and, uh, all of these different uh, tools and technologies that I could use to see if I'm actually improving things or not. And so I experimented with everything from diets to different workout routines, different sleep hacks and, and more. And I, I could then look at the metrics, whether that be my heart rate variability, which is a measure of my stress levels that could be psychological or physiological stress, but it's basically the time between each heartbeat and how much that varies from beat to beat. And the more it varies, the better. It means that you're less stressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that's one measure. Another one is called pulse wave velocity, where my my scale is able to measure. And, and this is this is a scale that anyone can purchase. It's the Withings brand. Uh, you have to get the European version, though, for this measurement for FDA reasons. But uh, this scale is able to measure essentially my heart health, the amount of time that it takes um, for um, the, the, um, 
the vibrations um, within my uh, uh, arteries and veins to uh, make it through my whole body. And the, right. the slower that it is, the better, believe it or not. People would think faster is better, but that implies that, that they're stiffer. You want them to be very elastic so it, it actually moves more slowly. So there are all of these different types of metrics. Those are just two of them that I would then be able to look to and see is this tweak that I'm making uh, when I have enough time elapsed and enough data points to, to compare, is it actually improving my health or, or hindering it? Mm. Chris, I got to tell you, I'm listening to you in the sense all fabulous. I mean, who would not want to live a, a longer and frankly, healthier, more beautiful life. And when you know they, they go to your website, right, slowmyage.com, and they see the photos of you, you're like, dang, I want to do that too. Male or female, whichever. Male, female, and different in between, beyond, whatever. But listen, devices, um, apps, uh, special diets, monitors, metrics, this sounds very expensive. So how is it that someone on, you know, who gets an average salary or maybe even less than that, get on this journey. Yeah. So, so it sounds very expensive, but it, in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. There are other people uh, doing similar things to me who are covered in the press spending millions of dollars a year. Right. You know, what I'm spending is just a uh, hundred to $200 per month for all of, all of the health things that I do. Right. So it's not cheap, but it's also not particularly expensive compared to what many people are doing. And with that said, I, I am on a mission between my company, between my blog of making longevity as accessible and achievable for as many people as possible. So the, the scientific studies, my own ex experimental evidence with myself, like taking all of these insights and then providing them to people in an easy to digest affordable way is really what, what I'm trying to do. So uh, some of the devices, uh, you know, there's a, a range of the more complex, expensive devices, and then you can get the less complex, less expensive devices. Like, for example, you know, Fitbit devices or a pre-owned Apple Watch you can get on eBay. Like, you can get these things for a hundred to two hundred dollars, um, and and that can go a long way in measuring things like your heart rate, um, what zones you are in if you're exercising for cardio. Um, a number of other things as well. You can get pre-owned Aura rings on eBay, right? So there's all different types of technologies that you can get more affordably. But I'd say that ultimately not everyone even cares to go as far as I do with, you know, the, the bio-tracking side of things. And, and that's perfectly fine. There's simpler ways for you to be able to keep track of whether you're you're trending in the right direction when it comes to longevity. We talk a lot about that on the Novo. So on my company's blog, um, there's different technologies we recommend, different at-home tests, things you can do perfectly free. So there's there's a wide range and it really just depends on how much somebody wants to dig into the space. So if somebody does want to dig in, they've got a couple of options, right? They can go to your slowmyage.com site and they can also go to novoslabs.com. Is that correct? Yes. So Slow My Age is my personal blog where I share things about my results for all of these different tests. I've even done advanced biological tests, which measure how old I am biologically, as opposed mm -hmm. to chronologically. Wrong. And then wink. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna um, start using that. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm gonna start using that. You know, people actually to, to this day still have the nerve to ask me how old I am. I'm just gonna use my biological age. <laughs> exactly. Like how I feel. How I feel. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> Your subjective age. That's right. <laughs> Your okay, perceived yes. age. And then Novoslabs.com. Uh, and then no, that's, that's my company. It's a public benefit corporation where we focus on longevity. And, and like I said, making it as accessible as possible. We have tons of free resources on there. So something that your audience might be interested in, for example, 100% free. It's something called face age. You Ooh. can take a selfie and then using AI, um, no humans involved. The AI will analyze your selfie and tell you how young you look. Uh, skin health markers like wrinkling, um, uh, eye health, like uh, or under eye health, eye bags, uh, inflammation in the skin, pore size, etc. And then we give you content articles to help you improve all of these scores. It's completely free. We also have something. Uh, if you click on the top right corner of our website, you'll see a button called quiz. It's really more of an assessment. It takes less than 10 minutes to complete. And then we give you personalized recommendations for what you, based on your lifestyle, can do to slow down your rate of aging, which is scientifically proven. It's completely possible. There's no controversy. You can slow down and you can accelerate your aging depending on the lifestyle decisions you make. So these are examples of free tools that people can integrate into their lifestyle uh, without even spending a cent. Well, that face age sounds very exciting and scary at the same time, but I'll be sure to get like, full on, like beat down makeup before I take that. <laughs> make, make sure make sure you're well hydrated, that you've got like uh, a lighting in front of you as opposed to above you, which gives you those shadows under the eyes, right? Oh and then do it the same way every time so that it's a, it's a fair test. Exactly. To be consistent. You talked about your company. So let's pivot just slightly um, to talk about Novos and Novos Labs. You're a successful businessman. That is obvious. What insights um, did you gain about creating, launching, and sustaining a business, particularly raising capital? So let's talk a little bit business. Sure. So um, creating the business, uh, I, I'd say first and foremost, uh, I, I learned some lessons earlier in my career working on technology. I was really... Um, so my, my first venture was a social network and for a social network, it wasn't really about monetizing and making money. It was actually about uh, building as many users as possible, getting people as active on the platform as possible. And then it was like, worry about the money later on. And that ended up biting us in the end because mm -hmm. although we grew with a lot of users, um, there was there was a liquidity issue towards the end, and and we weren't able to keep the doors open uh, because of cash flow uh, reasons. Okay. So based on that, I I I took a lesson from that, and uh, I have a very big vision for what Novos will be in the future. It involves many different aspects, including content and technology and testing, biological testing, and so on. Mm. Uh, but you have to start somewhere, and so okay. I started at the place where I knew that we could create something that would be immediately valuable for people and they'd be willing to spend money on it so that we could stay afloat and we could be profitable and those profits we could reinvest in ourselves to then build out these other divisions of the business and eventually uh, fulfill the vision that I have for the business. So that first aspect was the formulations we created. So we worked with scientists at Harvard and MIT that study biological aging and we created unique formulations that we filed for patents on and we started proving them out in, in scientific studies and, uh, and we, we started selling it and we were the first of our kind 
I, I mentioned earlier 12 hallmarks of aging, these 12 biological causes of aging were the very first company to address all 12 of those simultaneously. There were, there are biotech companies and pharmaceutical companies addressing only one or two of those um, because FDA guidelines, they have to focus on the specific disease and they have to do things very simply. Yeah. But we, on the other hand, sell only natural products. And since they're natural over-the-counter ingredients, we have more flexibility with FDA code to be able to combine things together. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to, in fact, we can't really uh, focus on a disease. Uh, right. we, would, we wouldn't be able to make any disease claims as over-the-counter. So it, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but we're focused on the good side of that, which gave us the ability to address these 12 hallmarks simultaneously. So bringing that into the market gave us access to to customers that were willing to purchase and subscribe to our products that built up this foundation from which we were able to bring investors on board because they saw the vision and the success that we were experiencing, which is then additional growth capital, which will eventually give us the ability to build out all of these other divisions of the business. That sounds fantastic. So that social, your first venture was that social networking um, community, so to speak. And that was Hotlist, right? That was called Hotlist. Yes. Yes, so what what did you learn from growing, scaling, and ultimately having to close that? What one valuable thing did you learn that you currently apply to Novos Labs? Humility. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went from I went from being a twenty something year old on the billboards of Times Square, opening the stock market, the Nasdaq stock market, wow. being on television, CNBC, and and so on, doing interviews with CNN and all of these news programs. Um, to suddenly having to shut the business down. And, you know, I, I say it half jokingly, but, but half seriously, uh, you know, learning humility, learning uh, uh, to take things a day at a time, to not get so caught up in the business and not invest your ego in the business to, um, you know, the, the business is in a sense, like my child, it is something I think about uh, practically all hours. I even wake up in the middle of the night with, you know, with it on my mind sometimes. So yeah. it is, it is ever present for me, but at the same time, to be careful not not to get uh, too sunk in it. Balancing your life, having other aspects of your life that are are uh, positive supports, whether that be relationships or hobbies and activities and and so on. Um, having that balance is important for while you're building the business, and then in the worst case scenario, if if unfortunately things don't work out as planned, you still have those keeping you afloat. Well, that's a beautiful statement. And I presume having balance and harmony and stress relief in your life certainly contribute to longevity. Yes. So let's shift back from, you know, business and entrepreneurialism back to longevity. Now, given the vastness of the field of longevity, right? Um, there's so many different experts and scientists and wellness gurus, if you will, who talk about that and how to achieve it. There, I mean, information advice tips abound. Why did you choose to enter into that field particularly? And I know it's probably based on your experience as a child, but as you gained more experience and were exposed to this vast field, did you really feel that you could make a difference? Yeah. So, so first I would say that a lot of people will talk about longevity, but they're not actually involved in longevity. Um, mm. they're, they're more involved in general health and they're giving general health advice but not with an eye on maximizing health span and lifespan. Mm -hmm. 
So these are the measures of how long you can live without any sort of disease mm -hmm. uh, and how long you essentially live before you pass away. And that's ultimately the core of longevity is maximizing both of those and minimizing the time between them, the health span, lifespan gap. You don't want to be sick for a long time and then live a very long life. You want to be sick, ideally not at all, or for a very short period of time, maybe a year before you pass away mm -hmm. at 100 years old or 110 years old, and you're still dancing on the dance floor, you know, uh, yeah. you know weeks before that happens. So that that's the ideal, right? And so uh, I I think that the 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 approach for for longevity that I I think was I'm sorry, I forgot exactly what the question was. No, no worries at all. I mean, it, it was somewhat of a long question, but why longevity? Why did you feel that you could really make a difference in that such a vast field? Oh, so so why longevity? Because aging is the number one risk factor for chronic disease, right? So if you think about most forms of cancer, heart disease, uh, strokes, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, uh, glaucoma. I mean, you go down the list, all of these, the number one risk factor is aging. Even something like lung cancer, people think that it's cigarette smoke, but no, it's actually aging is the number one risk factor ahead of cigarette smoke. So, and you mean aging by cellular senescence or cellular aging, not necessarily going from 59 to 79 or do you? I do. Uh, uh, so the older we get, the chances that these diseases impact us goes up exponentially. And okay. so if you can do things that interfere with that aging process, that slow it down um, or interfere with these hallmarks or biological causes of aging, you're going to reduce the risk of those diseases. And what's imp especially important is that if we were to, for example, cure cancer, we would only extend health span and lifespan by a few years, like two to three years, because if you don't get cancer, then the chances that you get something else like cognitive issues or uh, heart disease and so on um, is, is the next in line, so to speak. So the way I look at it is these causes of aging and aging itself is the common denominator for all of these diseases. So if you can favorably impact the aging process, you're going to favorably impact the chances of all of these diseases by extension. And so I think, and many people in the industry, uh, scientists, medical doctors, and so on, believe that this is the most important uh, shift in perspective that we can have when it comes to health is to actually focus on this aging process. Um, it's going to lead to, like I said, um, lower risk of these diseases at, or delaying them to a later stage of your life, extending lifespan in the process. But I think Equally as important, which people don't emphasize enough in the longevity space, hmm. is that it's also going to improve your quality of life today. Yes. So the decisions that you make to improve your longevity are also going to make you feel better, healthier, perform better, look better in the mirror. All of these things are actually going to accumulate now. You're going to experience them now. Um, and that that's obviously very important because that's the discussion of quality of life, which improves alongside quantity of life. You get both when you focus on longevity. That's definitely a bonus. I'm quite aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to part one of the Forever Fab podcast with my guest, Chris Mirabili. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. 
live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.